0: Chapter 3 I shook Eric, waking him from his fainting spell. He sat up groggily, rubbing the back of his head where he knocked it against the hardwood. What happened? He muttered. How to say this, uh, a lot. He blinked and his eyes scanned the room. Then he froze. His hand gripped my arm as he looked at the man by the river. Standing before us, dressed in his beige ball cap, checkered shirt, and dirty jeans. The wolf mask he wore reeked of decay, and his eyes glowed a faint yellow. "It's nearly dark," the man said. "Yeah, I know," I said irritably. "You are it, Eric." He looked from man back to me. His mind probably reeling. "What's going on?" he whispered. I shrugged. It was the truth. I had no idea what was going on. When the man had cornered me at the end of the hallway, I expected myself to be torn limb from limb maybe have my teeth made into a nice necklace. Instead, he just said it was nearly dark and stood there expectantly. It took me a few moments before I realized he wasn't going to attack me. And that's when I awkwardly walked around him and came to check on Eric. I don't think he's going to hurt us, I said. Not that I knew that for sure, but I figured if he'd survived this long, we might be in the clear. Although, I don't really know what his deal is. Eric stood, steadying himself against me, he studied the man. What if he's warning us? What if he was warning us back then too? The book flashed in my mind. The Mysteries of the Cryptids. a Pulp Fiction novel the man had given me during the la- our last encounter. Back when I was just a kid. Eric had packed it into one of Grandma's moving boxes, not even realizing it. If he is, then he probably wants us to read that book. I marched from the room, passed the man, and tore open the box of books. I rifled through it, tossing whatever I didn't need in every which direction. Finally, at the bottom, I found it. I picked it up and ran my fingers over its faded cover. The thing was in pretty bad shape, with some of the pages fused together from water damage during its river crossing. The illustration on the front was a Sasquatch being strangled by a sea monster. Lovely. Is this what you want us to read? I asked the man. He didn't move. Didn't speak. Let me guess, I said. Crossing the room from back to Eric, it's nearly dark. Don't be a dick, Eric muttered. He held out a hand for the book, and I passed it over to him gladly. Out of the two of us, Eric was the academic. But there was a mystery to be solved in those pages, and he would be the one to do it. This thing looks like it was written in the 50s, he said, looking over its cover, right down to the art style. He flipped the book in his hands, scan, scanning the text on the back and reading aloud compendium of the greatest mysteries known to man cryptids have long since fascinated the scientific community though their existence is highly contested there are three great tales sure to frighten and entertain he furrowed his brow his eyes rescanning the text as if he might have missed something a moment later he shook his head this just looks like an old monster novel he stared at the man is this a prank i mean if it is it's pretty good how'd you know we'd be coming back up here The man didn't speak. Eric looked at me inside. I guess we can read it? Sure, I said, plucking the book from his grip. We'll read it on the way down the mountain. I stuffed the book in my jacket pocket and made for the front door. The man stepped in front of me. It's nearly dark, he said. You're right, and that's our cue, Eric. Let's go. Eric looked at me in disbelief. Matt, this is practically what we've been waiting for. The answers are here, I mean, he gestured incredulously at the man. Here he is, and he isn't even trying to eat us up or whatever. Don't you want to figure this out? Look, I said. Nobody said we needed to sort this shit out tonight. We could take the book, do a novel study back at Uncle Jake's, and then come up here with plenty of daylight hours and piece it all together. A chill ran through me, like the memory of the man. The memory of our first night was returning, too, and I wasn't ready to face that again. Talking was one thing, but this therapeutic walk down memory lane had grown a bit too real for my liking. Sound good? Eric stared at me with stubborn defiance. If he had inherited anything from our late grandmother, it was our unfailing resistance to have our minds changed after they've been made up. Luckily for me, I was more stubborn by a mile, and Eric knew that. Sure enough, he folded his arms and looked sidelong to the window. All right, fine, he said. We'll leave tonight. But I'm not kidding about this. We do as you say. Study the book and then come back. I nodded it. And I meant it. I hated this. Don't get me wrong. It scared me in all the wrong ways. But I've been through enough hours of therapy and dumped enough money into booze to know if I didn't sort this shit out now, then I'd either end up dead or bankrupt. I promise you'll be back tomorrow. Eric waved me up. Sure. Whatever. Let's go. I let out a sigh of relief thankful that Eric was much more reasonable than myself. All right, Wolfie, you heard us. We'll be back first thing tomorrow. I gave him an awkward half salute and moved a step past him, but he grabbed him by the wrist. It's nearly dark, he said. I tried to pull my arm from his grasp, but his grip was ironclad. I get that. That's sort of why we wanted to get the hell out of here. I could feel my wrist bruising as, he, as his calloused hand squeezed my wrist. Get off him, Eric shouted grabbing the man's finger and trying to pry them free. I brought my other hand around and did what I could to help, but it was like trying to pull apart a vice clamp. "'It's nearly dark,' the man growled, his voice now guttural and beast-like. "'It's nearly dark!' His wolf teeth dripped with saliva, and his eyes flared with a wild rage. Something agonizing dug into my arm, and I realized claws were growing from his fingers, black and horrible, piercing into my skin so that my blood ran down them. "'Stop!' I screamed, certain that any moment my wrist would go round to dust. Jesus Christ, please! The man's body twitched, and he pulled me effortlessly toward his jaws. The reek was overwhelming. I gagged, my body in sensory overload. With a violent jerk, I felt my wrist snap as he tossed me sideways. My nose collided against the wall with a dull crunch, and pain exploded across my face. I struggled under my hands and knees. My body quaked from the agony, my vision blurred and ears ringing. Something dripped on the floor, and I wasn't sure if it was tears or blood. Eric rushed to my side. Matt! I shrugged him off, standing on my own two feet so I could look at the wolf-faced bastard in the eyes. If this fuck was going to kill us, I wasn't going to take it lying down. I'd make him earn it. I dashed into the den, Eric staring after me dumbfounded, there, by the fireplace, exactly what I was looking for. I gripped the fire iron holding it before me with a good hand and rushed back into the kitchen. Get behind me, Eric, I shouted. We're getting the hell out of here. Eric didn't move. Had he seriously given up? No, it wasn't that. It was that his attention had been stolen by something else. He stood, gazing transfixed out of four-pane window. Between my broken wrist and smashed nose, I could hardly think past the agonizing pain rioting through me, but I still found the will to fight. Eric, he was sightseeing. Matt, he muttered Get behind me, Eric He turned toward me, his hand pointing hopelessly toward the forepane Something's out there, Matt My legs felt weak, and for a moment I forgot my wrist and nose I forgot about the throbbing hurt What's out there? Memories clawed at the edges of my mind, and I pushed them down I needed to focus Eric looked back to the window, and a moment later an ear-splitting roar rang out So loud that I couldn't tell which direction it came from it felt like it was everywhere all at once. ''Get away from the window!'' I shouted. I took a couple unsteady steps backwards. ''It's starting!'' I turned to the man, who stood as still as ever. ''What the fuck are you doing to us?'' I screamed. I brought the fire iron down on him, but he grabbed it and tossed it aside as if it was a piece of styrofoam. ''It's dark!'' he growled. A thud sounded against the cabin's heavy door. Then another. The timber of the entire structure shook dust falling down from the rafters and whatever Uncle Jake had failed to take with him crashing to the floor. Matt, Eric said, inching toward me. It's happening again. I swallowed. Memories rushed around me. My mind smothered by them. We need to hide, I said, hastily, anxiously. Eric was sweating. His face was a mask of panic. Where? This is where we hid last time. Then we have to hide somewhere else so for fuck's sake. I didn't know what was happening or why we were reliving this, but I knew the man wasn't going to help us. At best, he was a neutral party. At worst, he had kept us here to die. I gripped one of Grandma's wooden kitchen chairs and, with as much strength as I had in my right hand, flung it clear through the four-pane window. The front door exploded, flying across the vestibule and colliding against the far wall with a deafening crash. Something screeched and stepped inside with a thunderous footfall. I didn't need to say a damn thing. Eric had already climbed through the shattered window. He reached inside and helped me get myself up to the sill. Then I rolled over it and landed in the dirt outside. Throwing his arm under my own, he heaved me to my feet. I immediately noticed a tire where it shouldn't have been. The massive bite mark on it. My eyes drifted to my car in horror. Its roof had been caved in and half its wheels were flattened. I spared a moment to look back at the man. He was motionless, though it was hard to call him a man anymore. The mask looked to have fused with his neck, and his hands, or paws, were now covered in fur. With long, dark claws, his jeans had been torn, and he stood upon two legs curved in the fashion of a bipedal wolf. His jaws salivated as he stared back at me. "'We're going to read it!' I shouted at him. I don't know why I did, or if he could even understand me. All I knew was we had given me the book for a reason, and whatever was happening, we were intrinsically tied to it. If there was an answer to this, it was in those pages." I felt myself being dragged away by Eric. Holy fuck, man, let's go! The two of us fled in the tree line, our footsteps muffled by the sounds of the cabin being torn to pieces.